When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the wrap up where Aiden Moss is bringing the energy tonight on Festivus Friday, December 23rd. We're almost at Christmas. We almost made it. Uh, the Raptors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 118 to 107. And just the, the three ball finally went to went in. I think that's the story of the game for the Raptors. Finally, 19 threes. That's a season high for the Raptors. After all season, just struggling from beyond the arc, they finally got some to fall, and it felt like it was a huge relief off their back. Aiden, um, yeah, fifty-one percent, fifty-one percent, fifty-one percent from three. First of all, we have to side note that when the Donovan Mitchell trade happened, we in the off season were like, you know what, this is a great trade, and and I'm a little bit envious that we don't have Donovan Mitchell. But the Raptors really match up well to this Donovan Mitchell-led Cleveland Cavaliers. Lo and we behold, did. we did say we that. Go th- find it. Find the tape. Yeah, look it up. We need our receipts. The Raptors are now three and zero against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, wow. Okay, um, we could probably end the pod with this just being about three pointers because ultimately that's what it comes down to. We shoot 50% and hit a season high of threes. They shoot 33% on 11 threes. It's like no one's going to win a lot of games with that kind of differential, but there has to be more to be celebrated. One of which is Donovan Mitchell four for 16. That is the second time that OG Ananobi has completely shut down the spider. I think he's averaging 30 points a game right now. And from the get-go, he wasn't he wasn't getting anything. Um, and so, you know, so much of what is derived from three-point shooting is off of the creation. And they rely a lot on Garland and Mitchell to do that creating. And it wasn't happening. So, you know, sure, there's variance here and luck and everything else. Um, and we can talk a little bit about, I think, psychology and momentum, which is which you could feel in this game. Uh, maybe because and so, yeah, and so, but I think a, a huge part of this is that we finally were able to stop these points of attack. Yeah. Uh, I'll start serious and then get less serious. But I think, like, the Mitchell thing, I think that's exactly why Nick has this kind of aggressive defensive scheme against superstars. And, like, people might have even seen that Joel Embiid comment about, like, it seems like the Raptors don't try to win. They just try to stop the best players from scoring. And I think Nurse would tell you that's how I think he win in the NBA. And it's because of nights like this where, like, Mitchell, they took him out of a rhythm, right? And that's, like, the biggest thing about going after these superstars early and making them get off the ball. So that at the end of the game, he did get it going a little bit, but it was, like, too little too late. Like I was saying to my family, it's a, it's a Raptors fake comeback special, you know? That's what mm-hmm. the Cavs did tonight. 
on a less serious note, is it the spider or is it just spider? I think it's the spider. <laughs> no, you're making that up. <laughs> it's never been duh. It should been. be duh. The spider. Okay. Have you seen Avatar 2? No. Okay, I went and I saw it. Wouldn't really recommend it, but like it's cool to look at. Story yeah. is terrible, but there's a character called Spider in it. There's like this this like this kid is named Spider, and it pissed me off because Donovan Mitchell. It's like that's my association with Spider. Um kind of ruined a- me, but on a yeah. positive spider mo- note, the Spider Verse is coming out with the second one. If you haven't seen the first one, it is great. Uh, yeah, kind of ten movie. Anyway, great. Um, Speaking of movies, I'm going to watch with my family after this. Glass Onion, the sequel to Nine. Oh, Dead, I'm looking forward out, to that. Comes out tonight on Netflix. Oh, dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I. What else do I want to talk about? OG Ananobi had a sick night. Six for nine for threes helps. Um, yeah, his defense was incredible. Yeah, that's a season high for him, too. Uh, yeah. Three, threes made. Six, five, I think, was a season high. The, so, I watched the Knicks game yesterday. I was behind. The You know, obviously, that was a monkey off the back for the biggest reason of the losing streak. But I really think that, and Greg Wright actually mentions it here, that, like, the team settled into their roles this game. And I think... There's something to be said for that, right? Like when you're losing, there's contempt. There's like, you know, uh, resentment of like, I can do this or you aren't doing this, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, Pascal obviously being the alpha on this team now. And like, and I wrote about it today that everything needs to be running through Pascal all the time. Um, And then and we talked about this last podcast too, about like there being a hierarchy. Um, And I think... So that's been established, but I also feel like the psychology of this team has just switched, you know, and, and that's a natural thing when you're young and you're, and you see, you know, the, the light at at the end of the tunnel of winning, but everybody seemed bought in today. Defense was on a string again, and a lot of that had to do with energy. The ball movement was great. Um, Obviously assists are higher because of the shooting, but we had 25 assists, which is like, you know, pretty incredible. Um, and yeah, so I just feel like there was uh, a cohesion tonight that uh, really just um, shone through and and led us to the, to the win. Yeah, I think there's been signs for a while now of things trending in the right direction in terms of that like mentality shift and buying into smaller roles around Siakam. And like I've talked about some of them on the show, like. Even Scotty Barnes taking accountability uh, with some late game turnovers and stuff like that, uh, dating back like a couple of weeks now. So I think things are going in the right direction. And finally, that New York game kind of shifted things in a significant way with like finally getting over the hump of a win. But yeah, we've talked about Siakam having more of a of a load uh, on the offensive end, and these last few games has definitely been trending in that direction. And and I think like. When you have a player this good, you have to just go in that direction because what he did to the Knicks the other day, you know, Cleveland clearly came in this game like, okay, we're not letting him score 50 on us. We're sending bodies his way and making him pass. And I think he had like seven assists in the first Nine. like Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he had seven in the first like quarter in a bit, and then he ended the night on nine. But early on, especially, he was really finding guys and it helped yeah. everyone get in a rhythm. And it's just like goes to show that 
when you run the game through him, I feel like things get easier because last night he was scoring. Cleveland changes the game plan to take away the scoring, and then he starts playmaking. And that's also what we saw at the beginning of the season with Pascal when he had the, more of the ball. So I'm definitely in agreement that I like that they're like pushing his usage up. It's it's also like you can see it in the sense that you know, uh, Amit Man was talking about this, and I, I wanted to write about it, but I don't have the data in front of me, but I feel like the pick and roll reps have, have gone up. There's been a higher volume of them. There's been a lot with Pascal as the ball handler. Freddie's a screener. Freddie's the ball handler. Pascal's a screener. Like, they've well, gone, like, as much as it's about usage going towards Pascal, it also means it's usage going away from Freddie and Scotty. And I think we, I like, I've talked about this hey, a zillion times. Going, oh, cocktail delivery. Nice. Um, and I've talked about this like a zillion times that like, we need to run things through Pascal and get guys like Freddie on the weak side where he's open and can attack a moving defense or Scotty on a cut baseline, which he did a lot of tonight, like from feeds from OG and Pascal. So I just think that not only are we putting the ball in, in the hands of our best player, but we're also delineating roles to the other guys in where they can succeed more than, than yeah. they have. Right. Yeah, like making things easier for everyone when he has that much of the ball, I feel like it makes things easier for everyone. Like, I don't think it's perfect. I'm not ready to, like, say that the Raptors have fixed everything because I feel like you do still see, I, I, like, at the end of the game, you did yeah. see Scotty and Pascal talking a lot about that kind of on-ball distribution, right? Like, it was evident that they were, like, Scotty wanted the ball and Pascal was like, no, let me cook. So I think there's still some of that that you see on the court going on. So it's not perfect, but um, definitely I'm happy you brought up Van Vliet because I feel like he's the most kind of guilty of not letting Pascal run the show at times where Pascal has it going. I mean, ultimately, as a point guard, that's kind of just that responsibility finds on you if the ball is not finding your best player enough and he has a habit to dribble it out too much. Last couple of games, I haven't seen him do that at all. He's just been happy to get off the ball, go screen for Pascal, whatever, but 12 shots tonight, right? I was just and 10 say, of them four assists. Yeah, and 10 of his shots were threes. And, like, I like that <laughs> in terms of Fred's shot distribution. Like, I want most of his shots to be threes. But um, the irony is that – and it was kind of mixed emotions. Like, the last three games, Freddie was just flying at the rim in, in a controlled and, uh, yeah. like, successful way I've never seen before. Like, you know, going yeah. into bodies and finishing strong. So that was – encouraging the Knicks game particularly like I like that he was uh it was like semi transitions where he was getting to the rim the Kings game uh for example like it was great but it kind of felt like um you know bittersweet in a way because like you're talking about it's just like it was too much volume for Freddie and I I do think at times he does need to cook and there's going to be times where Pascal's cold or defenses overcompensate but 12 shots is right where he should be. Uh, 10 threes a game is totally fine by me as well, particularly if they're catch and shoot. Um, so, yeah, I think this is kind of the usage. And I wrote about this also last week about Freddie's usage. Excuse me. And at the beginning of the year, it was quite low, and his assist percentage was quite high. And then um, 
as mm-hmm. the, the season progressed, the usage went way up and the assist percentage went way down. And it wasn't just because Pascal was injured. It was also it like when Pascal returned, it still maintained that. So maybe that's what part of this it is. It was also just- because, and I'm stupid for not like recognizing this, but I was talking to Samson about this at the game. Like, it's also because Fred wasn't shooting well. So they had no choice but to put the ball in his hand, right? Because he just yeah. became so useless off ball that they kind of had to force to go in that direction. But that's going away from what works, right? And so, I don't know. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like we've talked about this in the past. And I've always been against the two-guard Fred and Flynn lineup like yeah. in the past before this season because it's always – I mean, the numbers didn't didn't say it was good and, and it was just so good. small. It was just so small. So I wanted to ask you, yeah, everyone seems to be in love with it now. Do you think it's just a small sample size of it working well or like do you think it's sustainable? I don't know. I mean, Flynn has played wonderfully. I think I talk about another guy who's kind of figured out where he fits. Uh, again, I wrote about, I wrote about Flynn today. It's like he's a scorer first you know and what? a shooter second. Like he's not a spot up shooter, but he has adjusted his role to be that where he's a his catch and shoot guy. And then he's creating when guys are flying at him or he's creating, you know, on the weak side, whatever. Um, or getting the odd, like, you know, he got a double pick and roll in the last game and he took advantage of it. So I, I I like it. It also allows Freddie to be off ball as well. And at this point when everybody was shooting poorly, we just needed to have shooters out there. I don't know how long you can sustain it, but you know, he closed out tonight's game against a lineup that had Allen and Mobley, right. And a Coro. So it's like, it's not like they were playing a small lineup and they still finished with him. So it seems to, at times, and this is why we give Nurse a bunch of shit, is like at times you got to go to these kinds of things and see if it works. And uh, he wasn't doing that. So uh, also Flynn's defense yeah. has been pretty solid and his defense yeah. rebounding too. So, Yeah. People go read uh, Aiden's piece. We've already talked about three things that I, I think you talked about. Yeah. So yeah, go to Rebels Republic. I dropped the link in the comments. Um, on that, yeah, like we definitely should have tried Flynn a little earlier in hindsight. And and I think it is trace one, two, four makes a good point. Like Malachi in general keeps guys in front of him. He did a good job with it on Garland. And what has nurse been complaining about all season? It's like, we're just not doing a very good job keeping guys in front. Well, you control the minutes, like give this guy who historically has done a good job keeping guys in front a chance and I, I think Malik has always been pretty good at that on guard so um I think that's a big part of his success obviously the three ball falling is a big part of his success yeah. but I, I I still think it's pretty situational where you can go to like we've talked about this in the past too and I think that's why we haven't brought it up but the reason the Raptors are so good against Cleveland is, in part is because they can hunt mismatches against the guards and so Cleveland is a good matchup in that regard where you're not really worried about being too small, I think, at the guard positions at least. But a team like Boston or Milwaukee, like I just don't see the Raptors getting away with those two guard, really small guard lineups uh, very often. Yeah, it remains to be seen. I think it's worth trying if the offense is like really optimal with Flynn out there. But the point is, is that you have reserves, you have specialized 
guys in the rotation that you put out against different teams in different scenarios. And that was kind of what bugs me about Nurse is he doesn't really seem to do that. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to who he plays and when in what situation. And, you know, like we were seeing him, you know, doubling superstars and it was just like destroying our defense. It's like maybe adjust the situation. I think rotationally he needs to start doing that as well. Uh, Boucher didn't play tonight. And I don't know if that was just coach's decision, if there's something going oh, on. What? DMP, I baby. Yeah. See, that surprised um, me. It surprised me too. Um, and so, but I think that's that's what I want. Like, I want Nurse to make more, uh, to make stronger decisions, go with guys who are hot, um, and adjust the line, the rotations against who you're playing, or depending on who you're playing against. Yeah, but do you think that is a good call, like benching Boucher? Uh no, you think that was warranted? I don't. I don't like pulling pulling guys just randomly. Like Flynn's a great example. Yeah, it's like right. we just we pull him so fast. It's like let the guy breathe a little bit. But I think every guy reacts differently, and Boucher just might be one of those guys. It might just fire him up, you know, like the way Gary took it. That's true. That's true. Because uh, like I have been like noticing the last few games, he hasn't been hitting his shots and. Other than offensive rebounding, he's been pretty detrimental on the offensive end. But I figure you just keep playing the guy because he has a track record of at least nailing like 35%, like an average number of threes, you yeah. know, 33%. I, I feel like he can get back up there at least. And, and he, he does. He's a good cutter. Like he does some things offensively that I just feel like you play through him because the defense has been so good, like, and the rebounding has been so good. And, and the hustle, I feel like that he just – the speed and hustle he injects into the game has been so good that I'm surprised he got benched uh, just for not hitting shots. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. How right, my bone, to, my bone to pick with Boucher is that he he takes too many threes, but you know he does so many good things that you kind of live with it. But if he's really cold, I don't know. I, I am surprised by it. Yeah. All right. Before um, we go further, you wanted to, you want to do the ad read? Yeah. Um, you want to put it up? Manscaped. Yeah. We're doing our ad read for Manscaped. Uh, for those of you who've not gotten your holiday gifts, there is still time to go out there and order this. It um, for those of you who don't know what Manscaped is, it's they offer products that so you can take care of your pubic region. Is that the best way to describe it? I, w- I would be curious what their not, mission statement is. Not the is. best way, but it's a way. It is a way. Um, okay. They've sent uh, us. The product we've been able to test it out. It's actually wonderful. I've never thought of deodorizing yeah. my ball sack before, but it's great. So you know, for a friend, for a family member, go uh, go to manscape.com, put in the promo code wrap up, and you get twenty percent off. And we'll get a little bit of cash on the side, and everybody will be happy. So um, yeah, manscape.com. Yeah, you could get this, this little shaver. Have you used the lawnmower for like for like? Yeah, it was great for like, I don't know, 80 bucks after tax. Great holiday gift. All right. Thanks for doing that. What else do we talk, want to talk about from the game? Or or do we just, I feel like that's pretty good for the game. But I mean, season as a whole, are you buying this? You buy this? A little two-game winning sweep going into Christmas break. Everyone's going home to the family. Um, well, are you buying the Raptors turning their season around? 
We've seen that the margins are thin. I think the I think the question is, can we thicken the margins, right? Like, can we have, can we not rely on Pascal to just be like supernova f- to win? And I think the answer is yes. Um, I I still feel like there's so much room for Scotty to grow, and uh, OG also is growing like before our eyes. Like his some of his moves, some of his attacks are way tighter than they were even at the beginning of the year. Like he, he got to the lane a couple of times, just like, like very um, smoothly for OG. So I think, I, I think they just needed to see a win. There was three games in the six game losing streak that they should have won the Philly game, the Sacramento game, like the Brooklyn game. Like they could have easily won those games and we wouldn't even be here being like, is the season like at risk? So I'm optimistic they can turn it around. Um, uh, yeah, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm definitely optimistic they can turn it around to an extent. Like, I think they can definitely be like a 7-8 seed, you know, maybe 6. But I think that the flaws that we saw in this losing streak and that we've seen all season are still there and are going to rear their head at times this season yeah. when whether it's there's a couple injuries pile up or they're just playing better teams. Like, I really think this team would just be so much better with a real center. And that's, like, my biggest takeaway from the opening of the season. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because I I think that just, like, I think the need has clarified a bit for me in terms of what their priority needs to be. And you can get that player and, and keep it going this season and just kind of, yeah, like, build build off that not make any crazy changes but just kind of get incrementally better um i i agree though i think they just need to see a win and and now the vibes are definitely different at least the vibe yeah um, you can feel those vibes yeah yeah I, so, yeah I mean, i'm still torn on the center thing i think ultimately you're probably right i think at the very least it just pro- provides more versatility than i thought we had like I, I thought we were let me rephrase it. I thought we were more versatile than we are. Um and I think getting yeah. a center kind of like fills that that need because our like our defense in the paint and at the rim has just been very poor. And and you know, there are reasons for that that maybe don't need to be fixed with the center, but it kind of seems like that would be the move that needs to be made. But I love Wancho as the fifth. I mean, we talked. I talked about Otto Porter Jr. being the fifth earlier this year. Wancho is essentially the same idea, and he's he's done a really good job. Yeah, he hasn't even been hitting his threes that well, but he's done a really good job just as a connector. He he gets off the ball so quick, which is why I kind of like not having Gary in that starting lineup. Like there was just too many mouths to feed, and he he's not a mouth you have to feed. Like he's just yeah. willing to do the role player stuff. Um, which is yeah. which has been nice, but yeah, like that's also the thing is like you always knew the shooting was going to come around. You didn't know when, you didn't know if it was going to be too late, but you knew Fred was going to shoot better, Gare was going to tr- shoot better, OG, and, and now all these things are starting to happen, and that's kind of also a big reason I've been on the center thing because like the shooting and the guard play, some of that can be kind of rep like what's the word, just like come out of this roster if you use it in different ways or if guys get hot shooting because we've seen it in the past. But the rim protection, there's just no one who does that other than maybe Precious, but he's still kind of underdeveloped as like a starting yeah. center. So um, 
Yeah, and I mean, Price's I'm excited. Has really, was that it's hurt? Yeah. No, it's hurt, but also he wasn't. It's not like he was playing very well before the injury, so you can't. No, he wasn't. Assume that he's going to come back and be like this guy you can inject into the starting lineup, and bam, you have a rim protector, right? So. No, but I do think that he is why they've been reticent to do anything, and right. so like that's they're right. they yeah. they are kind of at this like this you know flashpoint of like you know even when Precious does come back, he's not going to be healthy right away. He ha- he was playing poor before, so we, you have to assume it's going to take him a while to be able to ramp up. Um, like, what do you you know what do you do? I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah, you you with. Like, it is a tough question because you don't want to give up a lot of assets to get a center. And then a year from now, by this time next season, Precious is playing 30 minutes at the center a game. Right. And you spent a first-round pick. For sure, you have to be careful about that stuff. Um, but I feel like you kind of deal that with that when you get to it. And, you know, like, you, you obviously don't spend crazy assets. But if you get a guy who is, you know, on a fair deal, you can cross that bridge when you come to it because it's not guaranteed to happen. Anyways, twenty five minutes. I really feel like that's good. We're both we're both doing things with our lives. Uh, yeah, I gotta watch Glass Onion. I'm sure our viewers are spending time with their families as well. So, are you ready to get out of here? Yeah, happy solstice, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy Tibbs Eve for the Newfoundlanders, and Merry Christmas to those who do that. Have a good holiday. Oren, what do you what's uh what's it you do you do Christmas or are you no I do Hanukkah we 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 lit the candles tonight just had nice. some dinner and do you have a tradition on Hanukkah that you do no we played Catan today though it was a crazy game I I won I had ten and I think everyone else had nine by the end oh, of the love game those love those brown brothers all yeah, right man well so enjoy we, your we break movies that's our tradition yeah yeah uh real quick Canem tax man we're gonna give it to Scotty yeah. Barnes. He, he yeah. really showed up tonight. We didn't even talk about him. So shout no, out to Scotty because he, he shows up against Cleveland. I don't know if it's a Mobley thing, but he shows up always. So Canem Taxman goes to Scotty Barnes. Visit canemtax.com at the top of your screen. You can call the number and they're a great resource to get your taxes done this year. Um, yeah. I, I loved Scotty's physicality tonight. He was like patient and he kind of, you know, found, found um, his footwork was strong and he was just – yeah, he like he looked like the guy that we saw last year who was just the calculative and physical and domineering. It was great to see. Calculative. All right, thanks so much. Like, comment, subscribe. Good night.